0: So I still haven't decided how the show's going to start, but it'll probably be something like, Welcome to Late to the Movies. My name's Ben Holt, and uh, every week on this, or however often we put these out, haven't actually decided yet, we're going to talk to at least one person who hasn't seen a movie before that has just watched it, get their reaction, and find out if they're happy they finally saw it. The people who have been uh, so gracious as to be guinea pigs this week are Kyle and lindsay and uh as i get like super famous people on the podcast then i'll be like from whatever tv show um kyle you're just from a gym
1: yeah slash
0: high school slash high school right and lindsay's also from a high school now i am or also um
2: also from a tv show though <laughs> technically technically
0: from a tv show that's right <laughs> hold
2: on are you discrediting me already <laughs>
0: Yeah, an NBC one
2: shot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <I laughs> it was mostly supposed to be the first of many times we'll make fun of Kyle, but that's 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 true. <laughs> also, technically from a TV show, um,
2: I stood next to Mario Lopez, so I count that as being on a TV show.
0: Yeah, I think that counts. Yeah. It was say by the Bell.
2: Oh, or, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> so what the pandemics kind of warped my mind, but it was 2019.
2: Yeah, so I competed at Miss America 2019 um, representing Massachusetts. So it was pretty shocking that when Ben came up to us and was like, hey, we're going to do Miss Congeniality. And Kyle, you've never seen it. And I went, how do you date Miss Massachusetts and not see Miss Congeniality?
0: Yeah. So that's that's a good question. We
1: fixed it. I've seen it now.
0: So from that standpoint alone, I'm sure you, have, you are happy that you've seen it finally, because now you can say you have.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: So that's good. But uh, we're going to get into all that. But first, I want to just talk to you guys a little bit about your experience watching movies, if it's something you do a lot, if it's something you do more, you know, once in a blue moon.
1: Um, I really like watching movies. I feel like most of the time, if we just have the TV on, it's on like a random movie. I used to work at the movie theater, so right. I used to get a lot of a lot of movies in. Um, I don't get as much now, but I try to.
0: They're not as free now.
1: Yeah, they're not as free anymore. But you know, I do watch, try and watch as many movies as I want to see.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I we moved into an apartment recently together, and it was very vital that we had two TVs, just because we needed to be able to continue any movies we started on the couch to in bed when we're ready to go to sleep.
0: Smart. Those, those are definitely the kind of decisions you need to make and plan for to have a harmonious home life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, we were playing a Jackbox game recently. that I don't know if you picked up on this, but it was the one where you he, like, point at yourself if this applies and one person doesn't get the prompt and you figure out who's lying. And the prompt was, who do you think has seen the most Disney movies? I pointed at myself and our friend Rob was like, I think you're lying because Kyle's probably seen more than you. <laughs> I went, I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen so many Disney movies. So yeah, you've seen a lot of Disney I think, movies.
1: I think I could give
0: you a run for your money on the amount of Disney movies. I'm, I'm not calling you out here. That's just to transition into, at the time we're recording this, all three of us just saw Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, I guess is the whole title. Yesterday, we all saw that. And uh, just one brief reaction in case people haven't seen it yet. Nothing too spoilery, but just overall quick reactions to Shang-Chi.
1: I felt like it didn't disappoint. It's yeah. kind of exactly what I expected um, until towards the end. Um, sure. I don't want to say too much, but you know the end that's was, was a, a little different than the rest of the movie, I think.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think this was one of the more hyped Marvel movies in a while, just from the standpoint of it's been A couple years since Marvel movies were coming out every three months like they were for a decade. But also this has gotten really good reviews, especially compared to Black Widow, which got kind of more tepid reception. But I don't know. What do you think, Lindsay?
2: I think that the casting was fantastic on it. I did truly did not disappoint. Like everybody was really, truly casted and was really excellent at their roles. Um, one thing I will suggest to our listeners out there that if you are dyslexic, do not see you in the movie theaters because you might need to pause (laughs) the opening sequence. Um, there is some closed captioning. It is vital to the storyline. I did not get a chance to read that. And I was very confused for a good hour and 45 minutes after that.
0: That's a really good point. But I liked it a lot. I think it's really interesting always to see what other Marvel movies get tied in to the new Marvel movie. And I was not expecting the most tied in to be Iron Man 3.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Big shocker. Yeah. But um, I loved it.
0: Iron Man 3 and a little bit of the Edward Norton Hulk. And those are like the main the main tie yeah. and then obviously a little bit of Doctor Strange too but it seems like everything's tied into Doctor Strange in the next several Marvel movies I
1: feel like the Edward Norton Hulk reference is even more
0: shocking yeah it's kind of out of nowhere mm-hmm. like oh okay that guy's still around.
2: the end credit scenes really seal the deal for me that yeah. I feel like Damn. that really completed the whole movie I felt like that could have been the ending and I would have been happy yeah. But I, it's MCU. You have to have the end credits be better than the movie sometimes. <laughs> Seriously, yeah.
0: That's the, definitely a problem with the second Spider-Man movie. I find, <laughs> end credits are like, oh, this is more interesting than the rest of the movie, which I liked. But then you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? So, yeah, we're going to transition into talking about miscongeniality now, which is our topic of the day. And I think we can start with what did you expect? We should clarify. I've seen this movie before. Lindsay's seen it. A ton of times before, and Kyle, you had only
1: seen like bits and pieces. Yeah, like so, I knew a little bit of the plot. Um, Like I understood that Sandra Bullock worked for some sort of government agency, Mm -hmm. and something was happening at a pageant that she was trying to stop. But other than that, and like the meme of you know what's What's your what's your perfect date? date? Yeah, what's the date? April April (laughs) twenty fifth. Other than that, I you know I didn't really know anything. So
0: yeah, so I grew up with an older sister who, who mostly picked what movies we were watching as kids. This came out in 2000, she would have been about 12 or 13, which is probably right around a perfect age for this movie. And so this was like a real formative experience for her. I know, obviously, Lindsay, you were a lot younger than that (laughs) in in the year 2000.
2: I think I was like four. (laughs)
0: Um, But curious, when did you come to this movie? And was it, you know, a big deal to you? Or was it just kind of a fun thing that you knew about or what?
2: Yeah, so like Kyle, I've only seen bits and pieces of it probably till I was about 13. And when I was 13, I decided to compete in my first pageant. Um, And somebody had came by my house and... You know, at the time, I was raising money for a charity and yeah. had donated to the charity and said, oh, and I have a gift for you. And it was Miss Congeniality on DVD. And my mom, like, lost her mind and was like, this is the best thing. My daughter's going to be Sandra, da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, okay, mom, whatever. And I had watched it that night, and I was like, oh, no, I need to be Sandra. This is it. Yes. And I feel like every time you're having a bad day or, like, even just hanging out with my friends, I know, like, at Miss America, we put it on a couple times. Like, it's just something that when you're in the pageant world, like, If you haven't seen it, then you don't belong here. (laughs) So
0: yeah, it's definitely
2: an integral part of our nature, I would say. (laughs) I didn't want
0: to presume, but I did kind of presume like, yeah, this obviously has to be at the very least a thing that you're well versed in.
2: Yeah. So I would say that that would be my first step in pageant training. Unlike the movie, it was not taken to a a hangar to get beautified. It was watching (laughs) the process of Sandra Bullock and becoming first runner up.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, Anybody want to take a crack at doing a brief plot overview of the movie, Kyle? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kyle, working off the least amount of notes, yeah. which is to say none. Lindsay has no, a well, ton. I have, like I have a medium amount.
1: Yeah, I, zero notes. Here we go. So, <laughs> uh, movie starts off. They're uh, it looks like they're running some sort of Russian sting operation. That's right. Um and. The guy has some discs. We don't really get an explanation of what is illegal that this man has. Nope. Um, but long story just, short... Just
0: Russian mob Rus- bad dude for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he he has the illegal stuff. So the, the FBI runs in, who Sandra Bullock works for, and she's sitting there, you know, filming this whole ordeal. And long story short, she moves in to rescue the Russian mafia boss from choking to perform the Heimlich maneuver, and you know, he doesn't he doesn't take very kindly to that and puts a knife to her throat and she ends up getting one of her fellow officers shot, which this bothered me. Not. Well, obviously, I don't like people getting shot, but we never what? hear about this man ever again. <laughs> like,
0: I feel like yeah, it's- I <laughs> the next the next scene, they're like, oh, yeah, he'll be back in two weeks. He says, send me you yeah, know, send me I gifts. Expect OK, too. I must have missed that. And there's
2: a lot of paperwork. But
0: it's not. But you don't actually see him again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just he was there to get shot. Mm hmm. And uh, I don't want to point out, you know, uh, but it actually starts with a flashback of her as a tiny child.
2: I was going to say, this is the worst summary in history, but (laughs) I was going to let you keep going and see what came up. It's okay.
0: It's weird because I feel like you really only need one or the other to get into the plot and kind of establish who the character is. But they do both. Fine. Um, She's like a little kid on a playground and she saves a boy from getting picked on. And then the boy's mad that it looks like he needed a girl to stand up for him. So she punches him in the face, too. And then flash forward to the Russian sting operation.
2: But what I like about these two openers, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, um, time clocking it, the first opening and then the second opening at one minute and five seconds. Both times, she's both reading a book. There you go. So it's something that is like, this is her then. And like, it's still the same woman now. So that that was the, I think, purpose of the director.
0: I like that. I like that. And. So we see in this scene that she doesn't follow orders because she was told not to save the dude, but kind of is. So the term they use in movies is "save saving the cat. You want your hero to do something heroic at the beginning so you know they're a good person. So her version is uh, to save a choking Russian mobster from choking right in front of them, which, even though it's not following orders. I feel like if you're looking at a guy dying and you're like a federal officer, you're supposed to do
2: something about that. Right?
1: Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's the
2: case. I feel like I've watched too much Money Heist to give a a there correct you know. answer. <laughs> a morally good answer upon
0: that. But anyway, this gets us into, um, she's basically put on ice at the Bureau. She works for the FBI, right? Mm-hmm. And her boss is really mad at her and they basically assign her to desk work. And there's a kind of Zodiac-style criminal. It doesn't seem like he's murdering people, but he's sending riddles to the FBI. And they can't track him down. She wants to help, but she's basically told she can't help. Benjamin Bratt, who's like a hunky FBI officer, forms a team to try and take it on. And do you want to pick up from there?
1: Yeah. Um, So she has a background in um, like criminal, um, studying criminals like Psyche. And she thinks that she can kind of crack this case decoding thank you there you go and that's the good word for it i haven't seen this. seven times <laughs> <laughs> and uh she thinks she can crack this case and she she really wants to get get into it um and well, what what's the actor's name benjamin yeah i know in the movie his name is eric matthews yeah i immediately yeah. thought boy meets world so yeah me too it was actually a
0: little distracting <laughs> for was. me anytime they go i forgot his name is eric matthews
1: um yeah so eric matthews uh you know tells her fine go ahead take this letter try and decode it and she she does but kind of right after the like home office does and she finds out that something's going to go down at the Miss United States pageant.
0: Yeah. And that's that's the setup for the whole premise of the movie. And I would say that sets up the only parts that people really remember from the movie. Um I f- have not seen this in a while. I did forget kind of it feels like it takes a while for them to get to San Antonio.
2: It is a big setup um, and it does take a while to get there. However, along the way there, there's some couple scenes that I think are important. In, okay, let's hear it. Um, going through Again, it. Again,
0: you have the best notes.
2: Before getting to, you know, Texas, but reality continuity area error. Um, Miss United States is actually held in Las Vegas. Fun fact. Whoa. Um, but in the movie, it's Texas. Wait, Hold on.
0: So Miss United States.
2: Oh, this is an actual thing. It's a real pageant. Okay. It's a real pageant. Because
0: I figured they were trying to split the difference between Miss USA and Miss America.
2: So Ben, I literally thought this entire thing until this morning when okay. I watched mm-hmm. it again with Kyle, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't. I and we Googled it, and I was like, no, this is a legit pageant. Um, you can apply online. Fun fact, but it is very similar style to the Miss America organization. So I think that that's where they were going with it. However, it's a, it's
0: a scholarship organization
2: exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's not a pageant um going back to this um we learned that she's constantly fighting right and she's comfortable fighting um benjamin bratt and you know that ends up being her talent in the end so like i feel like there's a couple pieces of long this way that are are important yeah exactly they
0: did their own fighting also yeah she did legitimately injure him in the scene where they're still at headquarters
2: yeah in the calf
0: right Mm -hmm. yep
2: yeah, they did have stunt um, devils, I guess, called stunt devils, stunt people. Yeah, stunt so devils. men and women. I don't even know, but they actually weren't used. They were just kind of there watching and make sure form was correct, which I think was super yeah, cool. Go Sandra, first. go Sandra. But a um, couple things before we get to that, the restaurant is actually a restaurant in um, Austin, Texas, which I thought was fun. And then going forward with that. The hungry man dinners, I thought was hilarious, guys. Can we back up to that for a second? Sure. So when she goes into the apartment at 906, she puts her hungry man dinner in the microwave, wedges it, closed with a spatula. This is after she's back. been
0: yeah. This is after she's been chewed out by her boss, basically. She's mad and goes home.
2: So anywho, so then we get to Miss United States
1: before we get there oh, geez. Oh, uh, I have another I have another <laughs> thing I want to talk please about. do so <laughs> please do we um before they decide that she's gonna compete in the pageant they first are trying to like run other female officers through this software that they have
0: I'm oh, glad, I'm glad God. you're calling out this okay
1: Sally. and the guy who was running it says oh my daughter showed me this here's dress up Sally and he's yeah, putting it all it these is how girls computers work yes exactly how computers work
0: so that scene, Probably doesn't happen in a movie that comes out today, I would imagine. Bunch of dudes around a computer and Sandra Bullock. This website allows them to just take any person and generate a picture of them in a bikini, essentially, is the short version. Yeah, lots of laughs. Lots of men in bikinis. Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. (laughs) Probably not in a movie today. Very of its time. Very. This is very two thousand. And can we go to San Antonio now? Do we have anything
1: else to talk about?
0: No, I'm good. Okay.
2: So we're in Texas now. We're We're in Texas. We are at, or we're heading to, I should say, the Miss United States pageant, which if you want to watch this year, is Wednesday, October 6th in Las Vegas, fun fact. Um, On Wikipedia, if you are very interested in learning about this pageant format, there are winners since 2001. The movie came out in 2000. Um, However, the Miss United States pageant has existed Many years prior to the movie coming Since out,
1: nineteen eighty six. Okay,
2: wow, look at that fact. Kyle. Okay, go you. I'm
0: full of go cooking. you.
2: Um I think. Oh God, we most... can't. We
0: can't go to San Antonio yet. Before. Oh,
2: what did we <laughs> miss? Right, something bring, else. Bring we we back. missed actually Hold a on, pretty big back, part. <laughs> so they
0: decide they need to put an agent in the pageant in order to protect them it's unclear why they couldn't just be at the pageant as the fbi where they actually needed someone on stage um i guess so they had a better vantage point that was it so they had access to all the areas
1: i think they were worried too that it could be one of the girls that it could yeah. that this well, that
2: and you have girls who have dressing rooms they're you know doing yeah. their thing, getting ready, getting changed between competition phases and I think they were nervous about something happening between there is what they said so they needed somebody to be a competitor in it to have access to those areas. That makes sense. Um, even at Miss America from experience you wear a badge 24-7 and on your badge says what you have access to and only the candidates okay. Yeah, only the candidates have access to the backstage area unless you are a NBC staff that is back there. Um, that makes And there's sense. there's not many. There's one or two that are NBC staff that are back there. So. That makes sense. So it's it's tough to get to. So if somebody were to attack the girls back there, that would be the place to do it.
0: So the reason we can't go to San Antonio yet, they go to the organizer of the Oh, the scholarship.
1: Like the like the president, the president of the oh. organization. Yeah, the president. Yeah, yeah, the
0: president of it, played by Candace Bergen and uh William Shatner, who is the host of the show, is also involved on the corporate side of the organization, apparently. So he's in this meeting too. And they pitch this idea to Candice Bergen, the president of the organization, who is against it. There's a really fun shot where there's like a mural of different winners behind her. And in a moment of anger, she stands up and is perfectly framed with the crown above her head. Uh, Good, good shot. It's not like a very showily directed movie, but that was something that you think of. Maybe they just found on the day and were like, oh, yeah, this will be perfect. We got to do this.
2: Yeah. Whoever the camera person or camera workman was, did a fantastic job there. Now, yeah, can uh, I pause yeah. you for a second before yes, we go absolutely. to the airplane hangar? Um, one thing I do want to point out in We're this never scene... getting to. <laughs> no, we're, we're never going to San Antonio. Okay? <laughs> we're not going to Texas. No, way. Um, one of the things I do want to point out to you is that uh, the organization president says, you know, it's about scholarship, travel, and meeting people. And I'll guarantee you, if you listeners out there ask any Miss America candidate, any pageant candidate, they will tell you that exact same answer because that is truly like what it is about so i thought that was pretty iconic that they put that tidbit in there um one of the famous sound bites that i love that comes up again later is that this is not a beauty pageant it is a scholarship program at 2331 (laughs) um this is iconic because that is what organizations you know like miss united states miss america are about now and not that they really train you to say this but it is essentially like your self-defense when people do want to attack your organization. You're like, whoa, it's not a beauty pageant. It's a scholarship organization. And uh, to give a little credit, I did graduate debt-free because of its scholarship. So
0: so that part's real.
2: So that part is real. It is not a continuity error. It is not made up. It is 100% real. $27,000 later in scholarship money, Hell all yeah. thanks to a little crown and sash. So we'll there take it. We'll take it. For sure. So, so we're in the airplane hangar. We're in the yeah. airplane <laughs> hangar. I feel like we, we need to meet Michael Caine, a... but we can
1: meet him in the airplane <laughs> hangar if
0: you want. Yeah, that that kind of all gets pushed together. They meet Michael Kane in a dinner or a lunch, whatever. They're in a restaurant, and um,
2: you're gonna skip over Glide. Excuse me, I was gliding here. You're right, we
0: can't we we can't go to the hangar. Yet.
1: Which was a super weird scene when they leave the restaurant and she's like gliding across the street as she's saying. Mm-hmm. And the taxi pulls up like it's going to hit them, but there's like 40 people in the
0: road. <laughs>
1: like he's just going to yeah. plow through 40
0: and the, people. And the taxi driver is specifically mad at Sandra Bullock, but <laughs> it is the
2: audacity of Sandra Bullock's gliding. A
0: crowded crosswalk that the guy was going to plow into. It's a a reference, of course, to Midnight Cowboy and the ah, I'm walking here scene with uh, Dustin Hoffman. But um, aside from that, I can't there's there's no reason for it to be in the movie aside from they were like, that's a famous movie set in New York. Let's do that, too. And adapted to, hey, I'm glad in here. So can we go? (laughs) I'm cool with moving on. Okay, we're in the hangar. Hold on, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) There is...
2: uh, I feel like we need a clapping uh, emoji here just because we made it this far. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we're doing a great job. We are not to the pageant yet, but it's okay. We've laid the the groundwork. We are are boarding the plane, but we're not quite there yet because there is uh, a pretty iconic montage of makeover stuff in the airplane hangar. Um, Sandra Bullock, who looks like Sandra Bullock, is, is a hideous monster to everyone she meets. <laughs> well. um, also a trope of 90s and early thousands movies like this, where this person is the most disgusting. You can tell she's disgusting because she wears a baggy shirt that has some stains on it and um
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold, hold up hold up <laughs> according
0: to the movie not to
2: me <laughs> what am i wearing right now guys a
0: according shirt to the movie
2: with a stain on it
0: and um <laughs> she eats entire pints of ice cream in bars and
2: chews with her mouth open she
0: mostly has her hair pulled back but not all of it some of it's just like <laughs> in her face and this makes her just the worst everyone everyone thinks she's just disgusting um and so after the montage, Tom Jones' Mustang Sally comes on. Then she falls down for that might be the first time, I but she falls down insane. multiple times throughout the movie. That's just well, like if a you're thing. You're
2: not she does. counting the apartment scene.
0: That's true. Oh, she does trip in she the does.
2: apartment. Her
1: blankets are all over the place.
2: Yeah. Total slot.
0: That happens, though. We that's, just, that's, she's that's just a klutz.
2: Me. She's a klutz. She's a klutz.
0: Sometimes. Not all the time. The <laughs> <laughs>
1: according to the movie, the world's most disgusting, klutzy woman you will ever meet.
0: And then they get on a plane <laughs> and she watches, I guess, other winners of pageants and makes fun of them.
2: So I feel like this is like the prep yes. of pageantry, right? So now you guys obviously have not competed in a pageant, Wait, nor do whoa, I expect whoa. you guys to. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. but go on. What do you guys think of these scenes? Do you think they're accurate? Do you think like, I'm curious, as somebody who like, knows and has been through the process like now you've seen the scene of the hangar and the airplane ride like what are you what are your thoughts and what do you think is real and what do you think is fake
0: well, i imagine there's a little bit less of a large team of people that seem to be like she's in a dentist chair and she's got like 30 people around her all poking and prodding and stuff and i guess pulling her hair out um aside from that i don't think You probably you didn't go to Mohegan Sun in a private jet, right?
2: I did not go to Mohegan Sun in a private jet. Aside from that, (laughs) a private Chevy cruise. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I agree um, with Ben in this case where everything that they showed on her watching on that laptop on the plane, like every single pageant that I've been to that I've seen somebody win, they are holding their face or like hunched (laughs) over. This is the most exciting thing, which it is. It's a very exciting thing. They just want a bunch of scholarship money. Um, but you know those faces, those reactions, 100% genuine. Um, I do think that the team of dentists could be a real thing. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about this because it's it's your mouth. <laughs> okay. Uh, but okay. when you won, you did have a someone come in and, and fix your teeth. You can talk more about it if you'd like.
2: <laughs> Thanks. I don't think that ben was knows very flattering. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you win. I mean, technically, she's won her state, right? Like, we're fast-forwarding to that part yeah. of her life, essentially, if she were to compete at states. Um, once you win your state title, you kind of are flooded with th- something called sponsors. Um, and they fix your teeth. They fix your hair. They fix your eyebrows. They do your eyelashes. They So, like, the first, like, 24 hours of winning your state or 24 hours before going to Miss America, like, you are going to multiple appointments. You are being poke and prodded at. Not necessarily that intensely as being in the hangar, but... The same kind of concept, but probably spread it out time span a little bit more. So, I'm like,
0: yeah, appointment here, appointment here. It's not over the course of 20 minutes in one chair. No, I did right? not
2: get my teeth <laughs> fixed and my hair brushed in the same setting, but right. I did get both done within the same day. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, the last episode we did was about. Oh, did you want me
2: to left. talk about my tooth? Is that yeah, what you're telling oh, me? Okay. Is that what you were saying? That's what I me meant by.
1: To? Yeah, that's what oh. I meant by it's your mouth.
2: Oh, I didn't realize you were setting me up for that. I thought you were like talking about like the
1: okay. sponsors. No, that's good to to plug the sponsors, sponsors quick. Sponsors.
2: But we like sponsors. Sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, do. If, if
1: you're a dentist and you want to fix our teeth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, uh, quick. Well, well, this is a sad note. Quick story short. Um, when I won the title of Miss Massachusetts, um, kind of like the movie. You're there for a couple of days. You can in prelims, then you do your finals. You win, etc. All pretty logistically have. A state competition and a national competition is ran. Um, a little different in my story because when I was getting ready for my private interview, which is a phase that they did not show in the movie, which is similar to their on-stage question, their interviews, but it's not on stage; it's private. Um, I broke my front tooth, and I actually won with a broken front tooth. The Whoa. entire pageant. So, so my first duty as Miss Massachusetts, they were like, "Can we fix your teeth, please?" <laughs> it was a rough go, but yeah.
0: Wow. That is a, so well, it's a story
2: not a beauty of perseverance. Pageant. So
1: so there was a dentist or a hygienist in her mouth the, while the, I was like while she was competing.
2: Yeah. Wow. backstage. And that
1: is what I meant by it's your mouth if you want to talk about yeah.
2: it. Sorry, that was a missed opportunity, guys. My bad. <laughs>
0: you got it in there, that's all good.
2: That's, Are we uh, in Texas yet?
0: <laughs> that's the main thing that happens next. Is she gets there, there's a reception, a breakfast reception at the hotel they're all staying at. And she meets, even though there are forty nine other competitors there. There's only about five that get <laughs> lines in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's what New York, obviously, her New Jersey, uh, Texas. Texas, Texas, California, Hawaii, and Rhode Island, right?
2: Which I think is iconic because a lot of like my Miss America friends were those same states. <laughs> there you go.
0: That makes sense. Those are the best states, obviously. Um, and that's when. I feel like this is when you start getting into a lot of the parts that I remember. And I assume most people remember this is the scene where she does the aloha aloha thing. And obviously Rhode Island has, I think the best lines in the movie.
2: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. Pretty great performance of someone who kind of comes off as dumb at first, but is actually like just a nice person who gets frazzled when asked questions, which is understandable. Um, anything there that we need to talk? See, I'm like really like, can we keep going or I'm like, (laughs) I don't know.
2: No, I mean, I I want to progress the plot too quickly. I think we're good. I think now we're heading onto the bus, right? Something that
1: you pointed out when we were watching it, um, was when they are getting onto this bus or maybe right when she shows up, um, you see the woman in her talent costume. Yeah, so she's in the, in the background.
2: Yeah, if you look in the background while they're getting on the bus, Sandra Bullock falls. She walks by the guy, the guy's being a creep to everybody. He just lets her on That's while great. they're in the process of doing that. If you look in the background, there is a woman who is greeting everybody to get on the bus. I don't know if the costume's like traditional to the hotel or like San Antonio. Like I don't really know what the yeah, significance I don't, I don't get was. The point. But this woman was dressed in the costume greeting the candidates as they got onto the bus. Um, And that's where she gets her costume from. But I wonder if that's like a deleted scene.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, if there's not a deleted scene with them somehow getting this costume from this woman, I will be very surprised.
2: Yeah,
0: that's a good point. Because just, it's not really commented on enough for how ridiculous the costume (laughs) was. Where did you, why does
1: this... What is the significance of this with the cups? So
2: yeah, well, she didn't have a costume, and then she steals one. So that costume, um, when she's on stage, is at fifty-two, fifty-one. By the way, guys. So
0: cool. We're almost an hour in <laughs> to this hour and fifty-minute-long movie. Still less than halfway. Yeah. They get on the bus. They sing the song. Um, do they go to the first thing yet, or what do they do at that? Point?
2: They go to. They were practicing. Yeah, right? they were doing the okay. rehearsal,
1: the dance moves. Gotcha.
2: Which fun fact about the scene, as we progress forward, um, Sandra Bullock did not learn the choreography for the scene. And instead, she just got thrown in as they were about to film it. So that way it looked more authentic to her not knowing it, which I think is awesome.
0: (laughs) Smart, too. That's that's the kind of like thing I feel like I would come up with, not specifically that, but a way to seem like you're doing your job better by putting in less effort. That
2: seems <laughs> sort of what my goal normally Are is. Are you calling Sandra Lane? lazy all the time?
0: I'm calling her extremely smart. If that wasn't already worked into the production schedule, she's like, it'll be even better if I don't show up for any rehearsals. Work
2: smarter, not harder.
0: Exactly. I sand And
1: then if and they, they hated it, know. they could have just been like, never mind, learn it. And, <laughs> and then we'll run it back a little while later.
0: As this is happening, the... FBI people come down. They set up in the hotel. Also, they're there, kind of getting some new intel. They have an earpiece in Sandy's ear and a camera.
2: It's on a it's on her flag pin. If you track flag the flag pin. pin, yeah. So that is
0: established. But I was probably not looking. <laughs> they have a break eventually, but that comes a little bit later. For what Sandy's doing is after that, she goes to bed. But then. Victor Michael Caine's character makes her go practice. That's where they find out that she doesn't actually have a talent prepared,
1: right? That that is correct. She doesn't have a talent prepared, and she's trying to smuggle donuts. Yes, she is. She's hiding donuts all over her dress.
2: (laughs) I fully support this. I actually did do this at Miss America. (laughs) But uh, no, she. They say, um, you know, all she's got for talent is converting oxygen into carbon dioxide. I thought this was fantastic, and. I know this was not intended nor did we predict the future but can we just give a round of applause for the producers because the Miss America winning talent this year was a oxidizing science experiment so it literally was (laughs) a very cool experiment in in monologue absolutely dope love Camille Miss America but but the part of the equation was turning O2 into CO2 which I think is fantastic and a great nod to this movie
0: that's really funny yeah thank you for (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that. That's, That's at
2: 4805. <laughs> there you go.
0: So that would have been a, turns out that would have been a good talent for her to use. But instead, uh, as we find out in the next scene, which takes place in front of the Alamo, that is the first competition scene, mm-hmm. pretty much. So we see a few different talents. Eventually we get to Sandy. That is also a really memorable scene that I think people think about is her doing the glass playing In that ridiculous outfit that they don't really give any explanation of where it came from, no one else is in like a huge costume like that. They're just in like normal dress. Yeah, people are. They're wearing like normal like performing clothes, but no one's in like a Halloween express style. (laughs) Yeah, trick costume for Halloween. Shout out, Um,
2: Spirit Halloween sponsor.
0: (laughs) This is a scene that. I've never understood why everyone thinks it's as funny as they do like it's definitely like pretty funny but when she rings the bell at the end of like each little line of note she plays people lose their minds yeah they think it's the most it's the funniest, it's funniest thing, thing ever yeah.
2: seen. I think it's just a combination of that you're at a pageant or scholarship competition and you have these beautiful women coming out who are all about world peace and in their cute little dresses and then you have Sandra come out in a German like, costume yeah. with glasses of water and a bell. And it's just, like, the combination of everything. Like, what the heck is going on? How did this even get to the Miss America stage or Miss, you know, whatever stage? Yeah. So I think it's just the combination of everything. That's
1: fair. I did love the variety of talents they showed us in this scene. You know, mm-hmm. we see the the woman singing opera. We see the baton twirling. We see the cups. And then we see someone making balloon animals. And there's, like, people yep. in the background wearing, like, balloon animal hats. Yep. <laughs> so... Very different talents. Yeah. Something I have not seen on a, on a pageant uh, scholarship program stage yet. You can call no, it, I mean, it no a pageant. No balloon passion. animals?
2: Uh, there is somebody who actually did do balloon animals in our local competitions uh, this past couple of years, actually two or three years now. Um, but she does a comedy act with it as well. So it's, okay. it's, it's really interesting to see. It's very cool.
0: It really did seem like the one in the movie. It's, it was just, just balloon animals. <laughs> <It was> just <laughs> straight balloon else. animals. No, no further context. Maybe they were really good balloon animals, though. You only see her for a couple seconds. So, Sandy, we I don't know if we've called her by her character's name once here, but Grace Hart in the pageant, Gracie Lou Freebush, obviously, a joke name that she came up with earlier that then they gave her because that's what you do when people come up with a joke name. I've done that in my life, too. It's always funny. <laughs> she thinks she sees someone with a gun, because of the sexist, he does have a gun, but she thinks he's looking for, you know, an opportunity to shoot her. And she jumps into the crowd, setting up one of the funnier jokes, I, I think. I love this joke. When she's being interviewed afterwards and you see this in Candice Bergen backstage afterwards, watching this on the local news. Sandy's interviewed afterwards and they were like, what are you doing? She's like, well. Um, I forget the exact quote, but it's, you know, we're all anti-smoking, anti-tobacco here.
2: He'll think twice when he lights it up next time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Very funny. Good joke.
2: Yeah. And then we head over to the next preliminary. Right. Well, does that...
0: I
1: think that sets up the scene that me and you had talked about, where you had brought something up that I didn't notice. Oh, I already forgot something else. Um, What else did when, I So when Sandra Bullock and Candace Bergen are in that room... Um, Candace Bergen says something to Sandra Bullock, like, if you mess up this pageant, I'll kill you.
2: Oh, how yes. did I forget that? I literally had to explain the plot to you after the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I did not
0: pick up Right, on yeah, everyone's in the room, but she says, I need to have like a one-on-one conversation with Correct. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and where's the scene? And I have to go back in my notes now, sorry, <laughs> for the flipping pages. The scene, oh, okay, so after we have the conversation about her not having a talent, we fast forward real quick. Let me back it up. We go to the crown scene where he somebody puts the bomb on the forehead and sees how it would blow up a mannequin so that gives us a hint that it's going to be something to do with like something going on somebody's head Mm -hmm. and automatically like the first time i watched this i was like oh duh it's the crown right but from somebody who's not a pageant competitor like i don't expect that but then once you see this scene i feel like for the audience like it sets you up to be like it's definitely them yeah but then kyle watched it and was like i did not i did
1: not I, I did not pick it. up on that. I did not know it was her. It was a, a nice surprise at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert! Or yeah, I already well, spoiled we'll get it. There. But
0: <laughs> we're we're basically describing every minute of the movie in real time at this rate.
2: So, we have so a we'll lot. We have a lot of details. I, actually have I see see see
0: love it. So it so I so love it. Like this is good. We definitely don't need to like stretch for time in this episode. <laughs> so they go to the swimsuit competition as Michael Caine's pushing around on stage. She says, "This is." My worst nightmare. <laughs> and he says, well, here it is, basically.
2: <laughs> Which- Retweet. Been there. Done that. <laughs> um, quick thing. There's really not much in this scene, I feel like, as far as for plot. I did want to throw in just some funny things that I thought when watching this scene. Um, butt glue is a thing. So, okay. so we do put hairspray or specifically glue that is made for your butt um, on our bathing suits to prevent the riding up. And then we fast forward to onstage question, um, which is the whole punchline of the movie and what it's really known for. Yeah. um, With Miss Rhode Island there. So do you guys want to talk about that? I know that that is an iconic moment for you guys.
0: For sure. Yeah, that's I think every, what is April 25th? April 25th. Somebody posts the screenshot of describe your perfect date and Miss Rhode Island says April 25th. (laughs) Because it's not. Not too
1: hot, not too cold. All you needs a light jacket. Light jacket,
0: very good.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you also see a bunch of other competitors' answers here, um, and it seems like everyone uh, really loves world peace. Ev- yes. Everybody is is for world peace. And I love Sandra Bullock's answer. They say, you know, some I forget. The question, exactly. But it was like, you know, what is something that we need in the world? Yeah, I think it's that. Harder punishments for uh, (laughs) parole parole violators. (laughs) And then she kind of looks in the audience and sees that everyone's like, what is she talking about? She goes, and world peace.
0: Everyone Applauds, applauds. So on IMDb Wiki, wherever you check, it does say that the answer that Rhode Island gives there is an answer that was given to that question in a real pageant. With no citation <laughs> or source.
1: Oh man!
2: It's like okay, so I, I like I wanted to know okay who, but I can't, I couldn't figure out that you're out there and they copyrighted you. We're ready to fight. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like, they might have had it wiped from the internet.
2: Honestly, I googled it as well because I I knew this, um, but I couldn't find it either.
0: Yeah, because that's one of those things. It's like okay, they're taking it well, to the I, grave. I want to know who did that. Um, very funny though. That that whole scene. I feel like once it gets to the pageant stuff, it's pretty much all
2: comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny. It's good stuff. I think what's interesting here, um, I don't know if it's like a continuity error or something, but you see all the previous answers and they're like quick two-second answers. Sandra's answer is quick or Grace two-second answer. And then they go to Rhode Island. She gives this really long answer. And they're like, oh, we think it's Rhode Island backstage. You know, she – and if you notice while they're talking about this, Rhode Island is still interviewing. Yes. Like it is still going on. Like it has now been like a two-minute interview. Like get the like uh, lamb hook and pull her off stage. <laughs> So I thought that was odd that they all had 30 seconds or whatever, and Rhode Island's just given a whole speech up there.
0: What is more realistic? Like a two-word answer or?
2: Honestly, I always go 30 seconds. And at Miss America, you get 30 seconds before they cut off your mic. So like 25 to 27 mm-hmm. seconds is like your ideal. Um, but you want to state your stance. So like something like Sandra's answer um, where, you know, saying the harsher punishments and then just giving a quick why would have been a winning answer.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah. So she did the best. She's ahead at this point.
2: Yeah, she's winning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I think they do a decent amount of business about the crime stuff between that and the next part of the actual competition. And they also have them all go out to the the Day Glow Paint Club, I think. It Does that happen like yeah. here? It
1: looks like I a lot a of fun. Movie. Yeah. I would love to hit some drums and get some paint splashed on me.
0: It looks like it's a great time.
2: Well, we're in COVID time, so I can put some like saran wrap on a bowl and you can smack that and I'll just squirt some Crayola (laughs) paint at you.
0: That that is about as close as you can get right now. But (laughs) yeah, I I just want to be like, is that, was that a real club? Because that's not something you just come up with for a movie. So that must have been a real thing happening. They were actually filming around Texas. So I guess in San Antonio in the year 2000, Day Glow Paint Club. Yeah, why not? I got you, I'm Googling. Okay, cool.
1: Well, it's not like a huge deal, but... <laughs> this is for the whole continuity of oh the movie. Oh my
2: gosh, it's a nightclub in the UK. It's called Crash Manor. It's a UV paint and dance party. Um, it was a wild rager, DJ's dance competition. The event seemed like a blast. And basically, the miscongeniality was... I believe it was filmed there as well, but it was inspired off of that club.
0: Okay, I mean, it does look really fun. Looks like a good time. This is where Sandra tries to press Rhode Island because she's still a suspect at this point. She decides that it must be Candace Bergen's character, then goes to her bosses at the FBI, but they've already decided that they found the guy responsible and they're going home. She says she wants to stay, so they leave her there. As a private citizen, she doesn't have her badge or her gun. And then Eric Matthews, Again, yeah, it really just threw me breaks, off anytime I So I don't know if you've
1: yeah. seen the episode of Boy Meets World where Eric Matthews wants to be like a secret agent, and that's all I can think of the whole time. It's it like, worked
0: out. And he got a lot <laughs> handsomer really quickly.
2: I but, liked this part of the movie or this plot line of the movie because I felt like whether you were watching this as a pageant girl, whether you were watching this for the comedy, whether you were watching this for the romance, like I had a little bit of everything. And this is the part of like the romance section that like. You know, you got to break your heart before you put it back together. So I like that they included this in the, you know, even like the Snickers and then the kiss at the end. Like, I like that this storyline is like underneath everything else, but it's not the most important part of the movie.
0: Yeah, it's a good mix. You're you're, you're totally right of all those different elements. And I, I do think it's pretty well balanced that stuff's happening either at the same time or separately. It doesn't really detract from any other element of the movie. So this is where she's now deciding just to basically be in the competition for herself, I guess and
2: for for the scholarship for the
1: scholarship (laughs) (laughs) well she also thinks that there's something is happening here well she she
2: does she 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 does suspect the president's organization the organization's president she does suspect them at this point you know she literally just said i'm gonna kill you and Mm -hmm. she's like wow i think you could be a killer like great job sherlock but (laughs) now she's staying in this not just for herself and to prove herself right but now she's friends with these girls and she wants to protect them
0: right yeah i think she says like i have to you know, protect those girls. And so she goes back. Victor, Michael Caine's character was told that if he doesn't leave, that he's not going to get paid. So he also seems like he's leaving just like Eric Matthews does until they come back a couple scenes later.
2: Well, in conversation, they were mentioned that the son you know, had changed his name, yes. that he had ties to this situation. And he has a criminal as, pact. As he they're has, about to get yes, on the plane. Yes, as they're getting on the plane and that's when, um, you know, he puts it all together and goes, oh, you know, Grace is right and we do need to go back because, you know, clearly this was not just a one-man crime. Like, there's different components to it and they turn around and they head back. I love when they're heading back. The, my favorite scene in the whole movie is the FBI badge when he asked for the tickets and then the eyeshadow palette. <laughs> I think that's I'm iconic. Him.
0: Very funny. Setting up later on when they're inside, more in uh, Michael Caine's world, and one of the stagehands is like, what, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, I'm." he's with me. And uh, Benjamin Brad's like, well, I'm not like with him. <laughs> then Michael Caine calls him Muffin. Very fun. Everyone's having a good time. Uh, I think around there is also where once you're pretty sure that it is the head of the organization, they just go ahead and have a scene where she has like the exploding crown and is telling her son to get in position and and to execute the plan. And that's where you find out that she was the one telling the person in the cabin in Montana or whatever to send those threatening notes to the FBI. Right?
1: Yeah. And um, we see, we see a scene where the current Miss United States has the new crown and Candace Bergen comes over and says, oh, Frank, why don't you bring this to production or someone and have them clean it quick because this looks gross. Yep. And then he goes and exchanges the crown for the exploding crown.
2: You also see like a couple, I don't want to say a whole scene later because it's really not. It's like a snapshot later. Um, she's standing backstage with the girl. As Sandra Bullock's getting ready. And she goes, Some one of the girls goes, oh, we're you know, where is it? And she goes, oh, they're they're holding on to it for me. I'll have it back in just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like a side conversation. It's not really at full volume on the TV, but that kind of gives you another hint too if you missed it the first time that she doesn't have the crown and that it's not in her possession and something's going
1: yeah, on. Yeah, and that's that's when Sandra Bullock realizes like, oh, this is, this is how it's going down. There's something in that crown.
0: Mm-hmm. And she tries to tell Michael Caine it's the crown. He goes, yes, you are the crown. <laughs> yes. Be the crown. Go get it.
2: Accurate statements we use in pageant world, actually. (laughs) I could pull up many text threads where managers or moms or whoever is like, you are the crown. You are Miss Massachusetts.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. So
2: I thought that was a great nod.
0: So from there, we get kind of everything coming to a head. There's a fist fight on a catwalk backstage. There's, uh, I guess the competition is still going on at this point. They announced the top five. Yep, they announced the top 5. Uh New York is eliminated and California. California. Texas
1: takes second runner up.
0: Yeah. yeah. That comes later, jeez. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When they go from 10 to 5. Oh, m-
1: bad at math. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's <laughs> we're on,
2: when We're on final OSQ, my friend.
0: Got it. That's when New York gives a uh, shout out to just lesbians in general yeah, and to her does. girlfriend. And um
2: Oh, California is not eliminated yet. She's fourth runner up.
1: We right. do get a funny yeah. scene with that too with uh They go to like the production room and some guy goes, can you say lesbian on TV? And there's the woman backstage who kind of looks at him and she's like, do you have a problem with that?
2: Can we have a nod to that for being in the 2000s? Yeah, 2001.
0: Not bad. We love it. We love it. And then... Pretty much, it just comes sort of careening to the end. There is the, yeah, there's another interview question, right?
2: Yeah, so you have your final conversation. So, in this pageant system, which is similar to Miss America, um, they have that same format where you have your initial on stage question, you have your prelim stuff, and then when it comes to finals, you eliminate throughout the process. So, they did um, talent and then went down to a top five, right? And, or Talent and Swim, I should say. It went down to a top five and now it's the final question. So this is like the final ballot type of deal. Um, they ask a quick question. It's pretty generic between all of them. And it's just basically like, why why this organization? Why you? Why would yeah. you want to be? Um, I like Sandra's answer and watching the woman just be so uncomfortable in her seat as she's talking about going to kill her. And <laughs> <I>
1: think- yeah. <laughs> These are all my new friends and if anyone was going to hurt them, I would find them and hurt them.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And if they ran away, I would hunt them down.
0: There you have the movie sort of, not even in a heavy handed way, but sort of spelling out her character's arc of saying, the question is, you know, what do you say to people who think that this is out of date, et cetera? And she starts by saying, I used to be one of them, and then gives like a really lovely answer. And Michael Caine's super happy backstage. And then she
2: transitions to talking about killing the
0: which is, which is also part of her character in a fun way.
2: I thought it was also um, great that that character, you know, the pageant president had said, oh, I'm going to kill you. And now she's st- standing on, on stage. And she, I just thought that was funny how it played back and forth between the yeah, two characters. no doubt. But uh, yeah, then we go to top five. They start announcing fourth runner up. She's trying to signal to everybody that it's in the crown. Everybody's fighting backstage. The clicker is going everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Texas is mad.
0: Yep. So the the bomb crowns on stage now, and the clicker that Frank, the son, has and is fighting with Eric Matthews. Just have to say the full name every time because it's never not weird. They're fighting over the clicker to set it off. New Jersey comes in second, first runner-up, I guess terminology.
2: First (laughs) runner-up. First (laughs) runner-up.
0: And um, Rhode Island wins. Sanders being led away. She's telling her not to take the crown. She doesn't understand what she's talking about. So then she has to fight through a bunch of people, including Texas, who she punches in the nose and sends flying off the stage.
1: (laughs) Who we later get to see with like, like their nose is all broken. She's got tape on it.
0: So this is a really cool scene because there's a lot happening at the same time. I always love when comedies sort of come to this big.
2: Controlled chaos.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This big chaotic moment that's been, it builds up all these different things. Between the fight backstage, the chaos happening on the stage with one of the contestants fighting through security, punching one of the other contestants in the nose, sending them flying into the crowd, and then ripping the crown away from Rhode Island. And uh, it kind of pans around to different people doing these different things. William Shatner singing a song about grace and uh, poise and stuff, (laughs) and um, then... Well, flings the crown into the Statue of Liberty's head as Candace Bergen picks up the detonator and sets it off. It all explodes. And that's pretty much where that, where the movie kind of stops. So yeah.
1: this, I don't know why I thought of this. It's a little similar okay. um, during this scene. Uh, there's another movie about pageants. And when I saw this scene. Miss Congeniality 2? Miss Congeniality 2. No, <laughs> no um, about wow. pageants and about about murder in this sense. Okay. Um, it's from 99. And it's called Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, sure. And have, have you seen this?
0: Um, a very long time ago. Okay. I remember basically nothing about it. And
1: someone's it. going around like murdering. It's a really
0: good title for a movie. Yes.
1: Murdering like pageant contestants. And, you know, as she's throwing the, the crown into the Statue of Liberty and the face kind of explodes, that's it, it gave me like a flashback to that movie. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool.
0: I like it. So Candace Bergen, very obviously the culprit gets led away. Sandra Bullock and um, Benjamin Bratt's characters finally kiss, and then the next morning they have uh, an emotional conclusion where she's presented with misgeniality.
1: When when they so, do kiss, yeah. Um, I was thinking about the scene from earlier in the movie, and I did say this out loud when we were watching it. I think Um, that if
2: we were to ever create a movie, I wouldn't want to create a movie. I would want to edit this one scene in the movie. Mm
1: -hmm. So earlier in the movie, when Sandra Bullock sang the song like, you like Mm -hmm. me, you want to kiss me, and then he like pulls her in close and then he takes a bite of like his Milky Way. Mm -hmm. What I really wanted in that last scene is like when she sings the song again and he gets in close to go and kiss her to her, just like put a Milky Way in the way. Just, I thought that would have been a, a nice touch.
0: That would have, yeah, she would have had to really think that one out in advance, though, to have that prop ready to <laughs> the go. Milky Way ready. I mean, yeah. it's just
2: a Milky Way, though. You just ate celery for four days. I That's mean, true. I definitely had more obscured candy items after Miss America than like just a Milky Way. Donuts on her. That's birthday.
0: true. She she had. What's she's that? definitely had some kind of snack available. Mm-hmm.
2: She was ready to f- fancy feast it out.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's a great way to put it. Term everyone uses.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When they're they're going to eat a Milky Way, I'm going to have my fancy feast. (laughs) Break me off a piece
0: of that. So that's, uh, so yeah. Back in that reception room at the hotel, the next morning, the other contestants present her with the Miss Congeniality Sash, and you're like, oh, that's the name of the movie. Um, Yeah, (laughs) that's where we end.
2: Now, Uh, do you guys know, like, what is Miss Congeniality? Like, what is... Who, like, what does that mean? So, do you know the honor of the title? Do, like, do you understand that concept?
1: I think so. You just—it's the title that all the other um, candidates—is that the word we're using now? I mean, you just Are hit yourself using?
2: in the face as you said it. So I you did. can use whatever word you think. I think,
1: want. I think uh, the pageant world uses the word candidates now. Um, they all vote for who they liked the best or who was the nicest, and that person wins the title of Miss Congeniality. Is that correct? That's
0: my. That would be my understanding.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you guys okay. are too far off. So I looked up the actual like definition today, just to, like con- like confirm what I already knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's essentially you vote. It's voted on by the candidates, so the people who want to beat you and win the title, but who embodies the Miss United States title. So it may not necessarily be the winner, but it's the person who that if they weren't competing and they were just doing it based on moral character, you would want that person to win. So yeah, they all voted for her. They thought she should be Miss United States. So that that's the honor of it. Like, wow, I didn't win it, but they all think I should.
0: That's really nice. Um, good movie.
2: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Great talk, guys. I Great liked talk. it.
1: Good. I'm glad I finally cool. watched it from uh,
0: from start to end.
2: You got a lot of cutting to do. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's nice. going to be fun. Feel yeah, free to fun. cut I out all the
2: boring parts. These,
0: This, this, this is like the first uh, wave of episodes that we're doing, so people... You know, if you're not here for the long pauses and the ums and the ahs, then I don't know what you're doing here. I feel like we did a good job of not... We did. And unfortunately,
1: we still have a few segments left, so... (laughs) I I would like to take a quick bathroom break. I did drink uh, a smoothie and a tea Uh, before we started.
2: Gosh, there's no breaks during rehearsal. Don't you know this? And we're back. Yeah, Yeah. I dig it. (laughs) Take you it. can take that soundbite right? <laughs> <laughs> and just insert it throughout the whole podcast
0: now. Oh, well. We're back. We just finished talking about the main plot of Miss Congeniality, and now I want to talk to you guys about your reactions to the movie. Kyle, if it's held up to what you thought it would be, anything surprised you, and then also, Lindsay, you've seen it a bunch of times, but anything that you had forgotten or any new reactions to it, let me know.
1: I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Um I feel like the only thing that was surprising to me was that it was the pageant president who was kind of trying to murder someone on stage. I don't really understand her logic, but I guess like I wouldn't understand the logic of an insane
0: person. I think at some point when she's explaining, you know, her villain speech to Sandy, she's like, you know, they thought they could fire me and replace me with something, you know, younger and hotter and more explosive. I'll give them explosive. And she's like, by blowing up someone's head, what are you
1: talking about? It's a James Bond villain speech. I do like the joke at the end where Sandra Bullock kind of slams the door in her face, like the police car, and Mm -hmm. she's waving her off as she's getting driven. And she says, good luck uh, running for Miss Correctional Facility or whatever she tells her. I thought that was funny.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think my overall reaction was just like, um, like more of like, oh, wow, this is a piece of my home because I feel like that movie has been a part of my life for so long. So. It was nice to watch it with Kyle finally. I feel like I neglected you by putting you through the process before showing you the process, but <laughs> here we are.
0: Yeah, finally filled in that last puzzle piece for Kyle's Patrick's. experience. What I needed, yeah, needed to close the door. Yeah,
2: it's officially closed now. <laughs>
0: so do you feel like it does a good job representing obviously not one to one, but I feel like it does like a, a it's pretty sensitive, I guess, as to what these people are going through and how kind of difficult it is for them.
2: Yeah, I mean, we sadly don't get to go out and play on paint drums and drink pizza and beer, but, or drink pizza, eat, wait, eat pizza, drink beer. Wow, maybe I should've taken a break. (laughs) But uh, no, I think it does a really great job. and paying close attention to it now because i was taking notes this time like seeing the percents being said and like the percents weights and the competitions and how they cut down the candidates and how you compete and i think like all of that like the introduction the explanation of the phases like th- those little details that you don't normally pay attention to the first time you see it like they are very accurate to what Miss America is also representing and what Miss America is doing. And although we're at a phase now where like 2.0 and swimsuits no longer part of Miss America, I did compete in that lifestyle and fitness portion. So like, I feel like comparing it to the old Miss America, like it was very relevant.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And I think one of the things, I mean, I've seen before, so maybe not surprising, but one of the things that I do appreciate about it is that it does sort of, even though it's a comedy and even though it's about, you know, a crime situation, it does really go out of its way to make a point that like these are smart people. And even though they make the scholarship thing kind of a joke, they sort of also back that up. It's not just I think when you think about the movie, you think about Rhode Island and she's not even a dumb person, but kind of ditzy or whatever. But it, it makes the point that, like, actually, no, she's not really like that. And no one here is really like that.
2: Yeah, I think the whole idea of like the pageant side of this movie was to take what people think pageantry really is and put that in the persona of Rhode Island and then unbox it and show what it really is about and how it does a scholarship program. How, you know, it even says like Rhode Island is has a degree in science and she's yeah. doing something on like molecular level stuff. Yeah, I and think it's she's like, like a neuroscience. Yeah. Thing? yeah. And you're like, wait a second. April,
1: this April 25th. April 25th is a... N- <laughs> nuclear scientist <laughs> yeah,
2: but she is she like works in biomechanics or whatnot and i think that that's really cool how they did include those small components of it that unbox the world of pageantry
0: and uh, one last note on the movie in the control booth at the pageant there's a visible sign in the background that has canadian maple leaf in the middle of a red circle with a red slash through it um because it's anti-canadian movie it's they,
1: an Anti-Canadian movie.
0: <laughs> it's supposed to be an inside joke about how many movies are made in Canada, mostly due to the exchange rate causing lower production costs. So that's that's a uh, classic IMDb trivia. Wow. A little bit. Shout of, out uh, to fun Canada. Fun fact right there. Yeah, look, I, I still like Canada, but the people who made this movie very like mad at
1: I do. I have a fun fact about Canada and, and their uh, TV and movie industry. If it's about just just Go on. Incredible. <laughs> it's not about Justin Bieber. Oh and, well, it does include radio too, I guess. Uh, stations in Canada have to play so much Canadian filmed movies, TVs, or or music every day. So a certain percentage—I don't know exactly what that percentage is—but by law, they have to play so much Canadian only, whatever their genre is, movies, films. Yeah,
0: that—that that I did know from the radio part of it, but. That is, it's still funny when they do that. I mean, it makes sense if you want to keep the CBC uh, maple leafy. Yeah, I I feel like growing up, I watched a lot of Canadian shows, so I feel like they should, you know, give us a break, go in the other direction. But whatever, they just have "Are You Afraid in the Dark" on on repeat. Maybe.
1: Oh, that's I didn't know that was Canadian.
0: A lot of the early Nick shows are imports from Canada, but we can talk about that in a different episode. Yeah. Okay. I do want to play a little game with you guys, but first, um, I assume you guys are, would all recommend the movie, right? Yeah, I would say watch it. I definitely.
2: Oh, would say absolutely! Watch it. I think it's perfect too, because whether you're into chick flicks, comedy, etc., whether you're new to pageantry, whether you just like something that's like um, kind of like a mystery, like this has like literally every component to it that you know combines a lot of different genres i guess is the word so i think it's like a really good movie for like a family night like doesn't matter what you're into you're gonna like it there's a lot of stars in this movie
1: michael Caine, william shatner yeah for sure sandy of course oh sandy are you guys on like
2: well ben was so i assume sandy yeah
0: no we we all yeah we're very close we're on close personal friends with sandy basis nice
2: i want to be friends with sandy
0: it took me a while to come up with a name for this game, and I settled on Miss Cugeniality. It's a Q&A. I'm going to ask you questions. Hold on. Can, um, you, can you say that one more time? Miss Cugeniality. Okay. So, Q, again, it's a Q&A. Obvious from the name. That is what I'm talking about. Obviously. And uh, so I have some questions that I, I took from a web page titled 100 Thoughtful and Philosophical Questions That Pageant Judges Have Asked uh, competitors, oh, let's go. <laughs> um, how do you want to do this? I can ask you each questions, or I can ask one question. And you each try and give the best answer. What would what, what you prefer? I think we should get different questions. Okay, I agree. Let's let's start with yeah, Lindsay. You're
2: not on my level, Kyle.
0: Let's let's start with Lindsay. If you were God for a day, how would you change the world?
2: World peace. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, if I were God for a day, how would I change the world? I would honestly make it more of a curriculum in high school to have more volunteer hours. Because I feel like if you are rooted in a setting that you are raised to give back to your community, then you will continue that. And I think that that's how we make the world a better place by giving back.
0: I like that. I think perfectly just right around 30 seconds. Um, very thoughtful, philosophical answer. And uh, just picking it at random Kyle, uh, what according to you is an ideal man?
1: According to me, an ideal man is, uh, would take me on a date on April 25th with a walk on the beach where we discuss movies, music, and uh, film.
0: I like Thank that. you.
2: Thanks. Are you walking barefoot or with shoes? That's important. It's okay. barefoot, of course. Yeah, of oh, course. Not, oh, you you almost
0: that. forgot that detail. Toes, Toes in the sand. <laughs> All right. So I'd say that one's a tie. Round one's a tie. What's the tiebreaker? <laughs> <Well>, that's,
2: <laughs> re- that's a different questions. movie. That's <laughs> a different movie. We're
0: gonna do a few questions. All right. So next one again, completely choosing at random. Hmm. It's rigged. Uh Lindsay, is the world doing enough to slow down climate change?
2: Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Why am I getting all the world questions here? I think I'm this is rigged back. Just
0: picking it at random. <laughs> it's completely random.
2: As a scientist, I don't believe the world is doing enough. I think that there's so many more things that we can do, and it's so many small steps that we can do, for example, by using less plastic and more reusable things, like whether it's a piece of Tupperware instead of a paper plate or a metal fork instead of a plastic fork. Little things like that are going to reduce our footprint on this world.
0: That's a great answer. Well done. Thank you for that, Kyle. Kyle. Do you believe you're a good role model for young girls?
2: (laughs) You stink.
1: (laughs) Thank you for that great question, Ben. Uh, I do believe that I am a great role model for young women. I believe, you know, you have to show young women who you are as a person. And I feel like whether I am out on the street or in the classroom or at the gym, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I am the exact same person in every single one of those scenarios. So I do believe that uh, I am a great role model for that. Thank you.
0: Okay. Uh, we're going to call that one a tie, too. Uh, oh, fuck.
2: no. You can give the points to Kyle on that one. I vote Kyle. That <laughs> yeah, a you know what? I, I'm
0: leaning towards Kyle. That's yeah, a great answer. That
2: was a, that was a much better answer than mine.
0: Um, all right. So fi- final round. Last chance for Lindsay to, you catch know, up. give catch up here. Uh, what, according to you, is a true friend?
2: I would say a true friend. <laughs> <laughs> wait, why is <laughs> I'll wait till a, you're in trouble. A okay. true <laughs> Are you thinking that? No, the song. (laughs) All right, serious talk. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, of course. I believe that your friendship is defined by not how often you see the person, but how supportive you are of that person. So, some of my best friends live across the United States right now, and when I had my ACL surgery, it was not within minutes that these people were texting me and making sure I was okay and willing to fly out and come see me. And I think that that's what defines your friendship: is what can you do to support another through a hard time? And I think that your true friendship is really defined by what is your ability to support that person and vice versa.
0: That's a great answer.
1: Thank you. So I was laughing at that question because...
2: Were you? I I didn't know. Yeah, sorry.
1: Sorry for uh, interrupting your interview question. But I was laughing at that question because someone who uh, was judging a pageant had told me that if when people are bombing during their interview, they'll ask them, what qualities do you look for in a friend? So oh. I thought that was funny. That is it because
2: I'm bombing my interview. No, oh you're doing man. you're doing a great job. See, See I, I didn't know. I'm super rusty. I'm,
0: I'm just picking these at random, as I said. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for that insight, Kyle. Uh, okay, last question. Last chance to submit uh, su- to cement your lead. Um, ooh, I got a few left. Spend, or submit your failure. Submit That's your failure. what Ben was trying to say. Um, picking at random, just spinning the wheel here. Hmm what is the true essence of being a woman?
1: Thank you for that wonderful question, Ben. I do think it is hard to pinpoint one specific thing, which is the true essence of being a woman, um, whether that is uh, their brains, their brawn, their beauty. You know, we can make it the three Bs of essence of a woman, brains, brawn, and beauty. And I think if you can uh, bring all of those three things together, that is the true essence of a woman. Thank you.
0: Good answer. Um, I think you went over a little bit. I don't know if that's disqualifying or not, but I think so. yeah, I think so. All right, Lindsay's the winner. Good job, Lindsay. Yeah,
2: any chance we can disqualify Kyle? for it.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for playing along, guys. Uh, anything you want to promote? I, I know uh, school just started again for you. So doing homework, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, clean your room. Uh, make your bed
2: hold on he just literally said do homework and you said clean your room <laughs> yeah this is
1: for uh all the young women out there that i'm a great role model for uh make sure uh you do your homework make sure uh you're being nice to your parents or your guardians
0: all right so kyle wants to plug just general um uh be mindfulness good, be a good person being make good choices Lindsay, anything you anything you want to plug
2: Um, I would say if you are listening out there, you are interested in following more podcasts like these that are movie related, you're into movies, definitely make sure that you are subscribing or following or downloading Ben's podcast. Hey! Um, I'm going to give the plug right back to you at some brownie points for letting you win the past game. Nice, nice. Um, No, he's got some really cool episodes planned up and going into October he'll definitely have some really scary stuff coming up. I will not be a part of that because I am a chicken, but it sounds really cool and I'm excited to listen to it.
0: I'm also a chicken. I don't know if I'm as excited but you know tis, I'm tis, excited tis, I'm excited for those will tis be the season would say tis the season but it's not yet it's tis September as spooky we spooky,
1: scary skeletons
0: but yeah spooky scary skeletons <laughs> stay tuned for the three A the three S's um, to compliment your three B's thanks guys
1: bye guys thank you thank you